0: You are listening to the Calvary Church Podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress.
1: I want to pick up today on a topic that our evangelist this past week, Vinny Azzalini, preached, and it's the topic of dominion. And it was revelatory, and it was powerful. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to hear those particular messages Sunday night from this past week and Monday night in particular, I, I really encourage you to do that. I believe it was not just revelatory in the Word of God, but I feel like it is life-changing. Yes. It's life-changing To know the importance that God has uh, for dominion in your life. And this morning, I want to kind of uh, just tag into that. And I want to simply tell us this morning my title is Move the Stone. Move the Stone. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. Our evangelist read that talked about the four things, the the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle, and the creeping things. What I want to emphasize today is that God desires us to walk in dominion. He wants us to walk in dominion. He says, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. In other words, don't let it get out of control and have dominion. I I, I would like to just kind of add this little thought don't let the earth overtake you, but you overtake the earth. Have dominion, he said, have dominion over the earth. He said, subdue it. Don't let it get out of control where earth is controlling you. Have dominion. But it's not just for the sake of domination and winning. We can think of dominion as I dominated you in ping pong. I dominated you in wiffle ball. But it's not just about winning. Dominion is ruling for the sake of freedom all right dominion is having rule for the sake of freedom being able to do what you were created to do if i don't have dominion then i am controlled if i don't have dominion then my ability to be fruitful, to multiply, and fill the earth is limited. Dominion, I believe, is about freedom. Freedom to walk. Freedom to move. And I'm not just talking today about some abstract spiritual theory. I'm talking about the ability to live free in Christ are you free to live out your faith to me that's dominion when you have the freedom to live out your faith do you have dominion or are you dominated by the weight of sin and compulsion and desire Do you have freedom over sin or does sin dominate you? Do you have dominion? Do you have the freedom in this place today to allow the gifts of the spirit to operate in your life? Could God speak to you a word? Could God call on you to pray for somebody in this room and you have the freedom? Do you have the dominion? To walk where God tells you to walk. I'm not talking about something abstract. I'm talking freedom, dominion in the spirit. Are you free to be used in the gift of faith? Are you free to be used in the working of miracles and healings and words of wisdom, interpretation of tongues? Do you have dominion over fear or does anxiety rule over you? Because fear is bondage. It's earth having rule over you. It's earth having control over you. You not subduing earth, but earth subduing you. You have dominion over lust. Or does the wild beast rule you? Do you have dominion? Do you have the freedom to be who God's called you to be? God's intention is for us to live free from the bondage of sin. And we can only do that through surrender. Isn't that paradoxical? The only way to find freedom in Christ is through surrender and what we realize is that in order to be free from the crushing weight of sin is to get under the canopy and refuge of jesus christ under the shadow of his wings when i when we do that psalm chapter 8 6 tells us what the messiah would bring And what would happen? He says in Psalm 8, 6, you have made him the Messiah to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. In order for us to really have dominion, in order for us to really walk in freedom spiritually, where we can do the things that God wants us to do, that we can operate the way God has created us to operate, is to get under the shadow of Jesus Christ, to surrender our lives to him, because it's only in him that things are under our feet. You and I can't have dominion without being under Christ. And so in Ephesians chapter 122, it says and he put all things under his feet And gave him to be the head Over all things to the church And so when I Surrender to the lordship Of Christ I enter Into a domain where Christ the victor Prevails and so uh, The apostle Paul said in Romans 16 20 and The God of peace Will crush Satan Under your feet shortly And the grace of our lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. I don't know about you, but I don't want to walk around subdued by earth and subdued by the ways of the enemy and spiritual wickedness in this life. Life, I want to be free to walk as God has made me to walk. And so it requires me It requires me to be under the shadow of the Almighty, to put my life in His control. We know that sin messed up everything. We know that the sin of Adam and Eve Cause chaos and, and all kinds of destruction in the world. So what would Jesus come and tell us to do? Jesus said, no longer are you born in a way naturally where you have dominion over things. No, you lost that when sin entered the world. But your dominion now comes from Christ. And so he says, you must be born again. Oh, hallelujah. And so where is your dominion? Where's my dominion? What territory in your life are you free to be who God made you to be? What territory are you free to be who God made you to be? Our evangelists mentioned three things, and I'll come back to those. Are you free in your mind... To be who God called you to be Do you have dominion Over the thoughts In your life Do you have dominion Over he called it your house Your life And if not you need dominion Over that area of your life Are you free to think The way that God created you To think or have you been subdued by earth are you free in your home are you free to be who god called you and created you to be in your house with your family does christ reign in your home and in the field he mentioned the field on your job are you free to be who god called you to be at your school are you free to be who you are supposed to be are you free to live out your faith are you free to pray for the sick are you free to share your faith with other people because the question is do we have dominion do we really have dominion tell you today Christ wants us to be set free and the reason is because he wants us to be fruitful and multiply fruitful and multiply fruitful good works the ability to do good things with the people around us good works your life means something to other people And so are you free? Are you free to do good works in your life? And he says, multiply. Are you free to grow your influence and impact in the world? Where is this territory of impact? Mark 16, we heard it. And he said to them, go into all the world. And preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That should be our territory. It was Joshua after the death of Moses who brought the children of Israel into the promised land. And God told Joshua that he was to take a walk. But it wasn't just an ordinary walk wasn't a random walk. It wasn't a sightseeing trip. The walk was a declaration. In Joshua chapter 1, verse number 3, it said, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. Everywhere you step, forsake you he said Joshua if you'll stay in my will and you'll surrender to me I have territory prepared for you and the territory will be anywhere you step anywhere you walk because you're so connected to me you're so surrendered to me that my will will be to give you wherever you step. Oh, hallelujah. And so, to Joshua, to have dominion was not just to walk haphazardly through life, but it was to walk with purpose. Because dominion belongs to... To the Lord. And so, if he was going to take dominion and he was going to take the territory that God prepared for him, he would have to walk. It was not just going to be God saying, Hey, I've got a territory for you. Good luck with that. It wasn't just, Hey, this is a place I think you'll like. And I'm just going to give it to you regardless of what you do. No, it was Joshua connected to the will of God. And God said, if you'll walk there, I'll give it to you. If you'll walk there, I'll give it to you. I'll take the borders and I'll expand them. If you'll walk there, I'll give it to you. If you step here, I'm going to give it to you. If you move over here, I'm going to give it to you. Oh, hallelujah. I think one of the greatest reasons we don't see God working around us is we don't walk with purpose. We walk, we go through life, but it's disconnected from what God is wanting to do sometimes. And I'm not berating you, I'm talking about me. I get into life, you get into things, and you're just going through and you're going into places. But God has been dealing with me and he's dealing with this church uh, that we are not just to walk haphazardly through life. But God has a destined purpose uh, for us as a church uh, and as individuals uh, and we have to walk uh, with purpose. Oh, hallelujah. Let me tell us today, the signs follow the believers. The signs follow the believers. The casting out of demons, the speaking in new tongues, the deliverance from poison, the healing of sick. All is predicated on one word. Go. Go. Go ye into all the world. And signs are going to follow the believer. How are we going to see signs and miracles done in our lives and in our church when we begin to step out and walk, not aimlessly, not just doing our own thing, but walking in purpose, realizing that God has called us to something great. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody needs to get this today. It's one thing to walk. It's another thing to walk with purpose. It's one thing to walk. It's one thing to come into the house of the Lord. It's another thing to come into the house of the Lord with a purpose. It's called being sent. It's called being sent. It's the difference between just going somewhere and showing up and being sent where you have been authorized and deputized to go into a place and take dominion over it. That's what we need in this place. We need us walking with purpose. We need to be sent wherever we go, wherever we go. That's why missionaries, that missionary work grips us. It's so powerful. Why? Because we know a missionary is not just showing up to a place uh, just randomly. They're not showing up uh, just because a job moved them or something happened and they're moving there. All those things are fine. But what makes a missionary powerful is that they know when they show up, uh, they've been sent there by God. I'm telling us today, we need to walk uh, as if we've been sent. We need to live as if we've been sent. We need to show up on the job as if God put us there. We need to walk into the school as if God wanted us to be there. We need to come into this place as if God had something to do in our life and through us. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've got to be sent. I've got to be here on purpose. Because it's then that signs follow the believers. Signs follow the believers that go. Oh, hallelujah. Because the deal is if I'm not walking, nothing's following. If I'm just standing here, nothing's following. And that's why what we saw this past week, some people stepped out, some people started moving, some believers started moving, and what happened? Something started following. Some people started walking and pursuing God in a way that they hadn't in a long time, and what happened, things started following. We've got to be sent as the Calvary church. So I conclude today, in May of this year, 2021, the BBC reported that a farmer in Belgium was driving a tractor, and apparently he got annoyed by a large stone blocking his path. Anybody ever been annoyed by something when you were working in the yard? There's nothing like that feeling. If you have a, anybody do have a riding lawnmower or something, it feels like the biggest deal in the world to get off the tractor and get out there and move it and pick it up. Well, this farmer had had enough of this. So, sorry, Sister Pasley. <clears throat> So he, he moved a stone. Didn't think of it. Anything of it. Finished his deal. I don't know if it was a few days later. Another person is walking through. Walking by. And noticed the stone had been moved. This person walking by though was not just anybody. They were. A history buff. An enthusiast. And knew something significant. They knew it wasn't just a stone. It was there to mark the boundary between two countries. The marker had moved about seven and a half feet. And effectively, that small move by the farmer made Belgium bigger and France smaller. (laughs) Needless to say, the mayor of the town, French town, that lost the seven and a half feet was not very happy. I kind of feel that that happened this week at the Calvary Church. I feel like some borders changed. Some territory was moved. Some dominion and jurisdiction was adjusted. Something happened this week at the Calvary Church. Something happened this week at the Calvary Church. And it wasn't just a walk in the park. It wasn't just a summer revival. It was a border-changing event. A border marker was moved. And for some of you, some of you who put yourself under the hand of God and surrendered your life to the dominion of Christ, it changed your spiritual landscape. There was some new territory that was gained. Can I tell you, the enemy isn't very happy. He lost some territory this week. And the enemy's not going to take it lying down. He's going to look for ways to sabotage your mind. He thought he ruled the earth, he assumes that he has dominion over man. Some of you need to clearly keep that marker right where it's at. You moved it, maybe move it again. Just move that stone. Keep, keep moving it. saying, no, you used to have you used to have all of this, but no, I put myself under the hand of the Almighty God, and He has dominion. He has authority in my life. I love that the farmer moved the stone because he was annoyed. Some of you need to get tired of the enemy's rule and reign in your life. You need to get tired of it. You need to get tired of it. Till you do whatever it takes to change the boundaries of your authority and your dominion. Jabez prayed and he called to God. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. And God granted him his request. We had a border-changing event this week. Changed the Calvary Church. I don't know that it changed everybody in this room, but it changed the trajectory of the Calvary Church. And it changed the trajectory of some of your homes, some of your lives. There were some things broken in this place, that I don't think the enemy is going to have victory over again. Amen. And when he shows up, because he's going to show up and say, hey, that's not where that belongs. That's not where that's supposed to be. Oh, no, you missed it. I moved that. You missed it. Jesus Christ said I could have dominion over this area of my life. Jesus Christ said I could be free from fear. Jesus Christ said I could be free from shame. Jesus Christ said I could be free from anxiety and worry and doubt and confusion. He said I could have this territory. Oh hallelujah. Oh hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. And there were testimonies that happened in this place this week and I'm going to take just a minute here and I want to share just a few of them with you. Some of The people are not here that this happened to. They think it's July and they can go on vacation and do these kind of things. I don't know what the problem is. But Delano Shirley, for years, has wrestled with back pain in his body. And Sunday night, I think it was Sunday night, the Lord touched him. And he realized when he woke up on Monday that he didn't have back pain. And woke up on Tuesday and didn't have back pain. woke up on Wednesday, didn't have back pain. It was Noah Hurd, a young boy you see up here. He comes to the altar a lot. He came, and he wears glasses because his eyes are, are pretty bad, and I don't know all the circumstances around that. But on Wednesday night, he stood right here, and he testified without his glasses, and he said, "I see clearly." I see clearly. I want Marty to come up here just a moment. Then, Priscilla. The Lord touched Marty in a great way.
2: So, back in November, I had COVID. And one of the side effects was I had severe neuropathy in my feet and my hands. And with my job, working in oncology, I draw a lot of blood. Um, Wasn't able to feel veins very well. I would get up in the morning, and Ann can witness this. I could hardly walk in the morning because my feet hurt so bad. And the pain was just severe. And anybody who's diabetic that has neuropathy knows what I'm talking about. Sunday, Brother Azzalini stood right here. and I were standing there, and he said, anyone who has residual effects of COVID, God's going to heal you tonight. So I prayed, and I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, please take this neuropathy away, because it hurts. I got up Monday morning, started walking around the house, started walking normal, didn't notice anything. Got to work, I was able to feel veins on people. Mm. God instantly yes. healed me.
1: Thank you, Lord.
2: And I am so thankful Thank for Thank you,
1: that. Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sister Martinez and her family have been here. They pastor in Venezuela. They've been here a number of months. And I'm going to just have her share... Uh, her testimony with you.
2: Amen. Dios les bendiga.
1: Hace más de un año estuve sufriendo de la cervical. Estuve tomando tratamiento por varios meses. I was in treatment for a few months. Pero el día lunes El Señor hizo la obra en mí. But on Monday, God did his work. Le dije,
2: Señor, yo soy tu hija que te ama. I said, Lord, I'm your daughter that loves you. Y puse mi mano sobre mí. And I put my hand on my cervical spine. Y
1: Señor me declaró sana en el nombre de Jesús. And I said, I declare myself healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord. Y ese día el Señor me sanó. Pude salir sana de este lugar. y that day God healed me. I could go out of this place completely healed. Hallelujah. Yeah. No limitemos al Señor a hacer obras grandes en nuestras vidas.
2: Let's not put limits to God because He can do great things in our lives. Amen. He has great blessings in store for us. Amen.
1: God bless you. Thank you. Amen. Thank Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Territory has been moved, our faith, our belief has been moved. And God has called the Calvary Church to start a church in Oxford. And as this vision has become clearer, we realize God was also calling us to start a coffee shop in Oxford. So that may be news to some of you, but that's a part of the vision that God gave us for Oxford. And we have an incredible opportunity to make a significant impact in that city in that area. As I mentioned on Wednesday, I had intended to give the church a more formal and creative presentation, to give you pictures and give you an explanation of the building and how it's all going to work and how a coffee shop is going to coincide with church services and all of that. We'll maybe do that. But on Wednesday night, as our evangelist began to speak about the power of sacrifice and sacrificial giving. The Lord nudged me that now was the time to communicate to the church the financial need that we have to start the church in Oxford. As I mentioned, Wednesday, to purchase the building is $450,000. To do the remodels and the startup is about $250,000. So, 700000 all in. And on Wednesday night, I thought we needed 250000 to close the loan and to remodel a startup. And it's interesting how faith works and how things work. I'd love to tell you that that went down. It actually went up. We need three hundred. dollars Thursday, we got communication. We need about $350,000 to... Do everything to get the loan And get everything ready I reminded you that $45,000 was already Set aside of that amount of money Because of the Harvest offering you gave to missions Around December And there was, there's $45,000 that's sitting And so We Realized we need More than that but on Wednesday night, between the cash offering and the pledges, there was a sacrificial offering given. This is above the 45000 Are you ready? $244,000. Amen. 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 To God be the glory. You got to move the stone got to move the stone you got to you move your expectation to say god no we're going to trust you we're going to believe you oh hallelujah there were gifts of a thousand dollars gifts of five thousand gifts of ten thousand fifteen twenty five thousand even fifty thousand and above was given on wednesday night now they, they amen isn't that powerful And we need, we need about 85,000 more dollars to, to reach that 350 uh, mark roughly. And so I am confident today the Lord knows where we're at. Yeah. And I feel challenged, I feel compelled that if the Lord is moving us, if the Lord is calling us, some of you changed the trajectory of your family by your sacrificial giving. You opened up a door I believe in your life. I've seen it too many times. I've seen it over and over again. The border changed on Wednesday. What was preached was sacrifice precedes miracles. Sacrifices that go. You know what? I'm going to do what I can do. I'm going to walk where I can walk and miracles followed. Yeah. Miracles followed. And I believe that for you today, this week, that God is going to call some of you, going to reach for some of you about some things in your life, not just about giving, but some things in your life that you don't have dominion over. You don't have dominion over, and he wants to give you freedom. He wants to release you from shame and guilt, but you're allowing earth to subdue you. I know of a person who gave $2,000 Wednesday night and by Friday they had received an unexpected blessing of $3,000. And again, I'm not saying that because I've given a lot of money and offerings at different times. It doesn't always come back like that. But I'm telling you, when you move the stone, and you say, no, I'm going to take this, God will have your back. God will have your back And whatever it is. When you step out on faith and you witness to somebody at work and you move the stone a little bit, God will have your back. When you step out and pray for somebody that maybe you don't even know real well, well, God will have your back. When you're in a service like this and you feel led to pray for somebody and you go and you walk, I'm telling you, God will have your back. Why? Because we're under the authority of Christ. We're not walking where we want to walk. We're walking where he says, where you need to go, I'll lead you. That's what he's telling us today. I want you to stand with me this morning. If you feel compelled to join that offering for Oxford, I implore you to do it. Whatever way, whatever way God is inviting you to participate, I want you to do it. Let me remind you about the stone that was moved in Scripture. Some of you probably went... I know where he's going with that. Well, here you are. You get, this is it. Jesus died on the cross, was buried in a tomb, and they moved the stone. They moved the stone, and it spoke to resurrection power. It spoke to the power of God. And so, in Romans 6, 8, now if we died with Christ... We believe that we shall also live with him Knowing that Christ Having been raised from the dead Dies no more Death no longer has dominion over him The stone that was moved Spoke to the real dominion power That Christ has As sad as it is that Sister Sizemore passed away we realize death doesn't have dominion. Death doesn't get the last say. Death doesn't get the last word. But the stone has been rolled away. I'm believing for some of you to keep moving the territory of your life. There's an inheritance that God has for you. And I don't have time to get into this, but if you read Joshua's plan, God's plan for Joshua, he said, I want you, I'm going to give you the inheritance, little, By little Little by little i'm gonna bring you up to an enemy you beat that enemy And i'm gonna keep moving you forward and he says this is what god said I would give you the whole territory When the children of israel walked into the promised land, he said I would give you the whole territory except one thing Do You know what it was? It wasn't enemies He said I don't want the wild beast to swallow you up I don't want earth. You're not strong enough to take everything that I've given you at this point. But I'm going to lead you little by little, enemy by enemy. And today, God's telling somebody, I need you to move that marker just a little bit. You need to claim some territory in the spirit today. You need to let go of some things that earth is holding you back with. You need to get rid of some things that is causing earth to subdue you and hold you back. And miracles are going to follow. I believe that. As sure as I'm standing here right now, miracles are in this place today.
0: This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people